2008, something unbelievable happened for us in the FBI. We were getting lots of rumors about this high-level asset that worked for several intelligence agencies at the same time. He worked for the Saudi intelligence service. He worked for the CIA, and he was being developed as a political asset in Chicago, Illinois. He was not even a United States citizen, but it was said that he was a student visa and that he was a, a national from another country. In 2008, everyone in the intelligence structure found out who he was. It was this individual who became president in 2008 of the United States. When they ran him for president, the cabal, basically, this was the culmination of so many of their plans for so many years. His mission was to destroy the United States from within, one institution at a time. They spied on my campaign. Well, there's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been that. totally verified. No. GCHQ. Um, has uh, probably the most invasive <laughs> uh, network intercept program anywhere in the world. And it's the world's first full take, they call it. And that means content in addition to metadata on everything. Top secret 2016 United Kingdom Government Communications Headquarters document signed off by GCHQ Director Robert Hennigan under the umbrella of New World Order loon Boris Johnson details an operation known as Project Folsom, boldly stating, one, 28th of August, 2016, GCHQ CSO filed for permission to execute Project Folsom at the request of the U.S. President, Barack Obama, seeking intelligence gathering into the Trump Organization and Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. Activities include foreign and U.S. domestic signals collection in regards to communications with Russian hostile actors. Two, IOCCO approved Folsom on 15th of September 2016, allowing 90 days of initial signet gathering with the potential for renewal should the situation allow. Three, since Folsom's start, a clear pattern of actionable leads have accrued, both from the Trump campaign itself, from former MI5 agent Michael Steele, and from others. Four, U.S. National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice has requested that we continue our surveillance during the transition period, as internal U.S. intelligence is potentially compromised by the incoming Trump administration. The verification of the document is still in question. However, General Flynn has referenced the document several times for years. The U.S. intelligence community asked foreign spy agencies to surveil 26 associates of Donald Trump in the run-up to the 2016 election. The U.K.'s government communication headquarters, which is an intelligence gathering apparatus, also known as GCHQ, was making contacts with Trump's associates as early as March of 2016, according to the report. A GCHQ spokesman denied the report, calling it nonsense. The journalists say that intelligence related to the surveillance effort is housed in a 10-inch binder, 
which Trump, near the end of his presidency, ordered to be declassified. But obviously, if this binder contains what we have been told that it contains, which may include raw intelligence, information showing that the U.S. government, the CIA and the intelligence community of the U.S. government, initiated the Russia collusion hoax, that it did not occur in the way that the official story, including the Durham investigation, had portrayed it, then that's extremely serious information. And it may be, if the FBI then went to go get it in order to continue the cover-up of this information, that obviously adds an even more dramatic wrinkle to this. Barack Obama, hell-bent on maintaining his executive power in league with global intelligence agencies, conspired to commit treason on a scale that makes Watergate look like a caveman having a picnic. John Bound reporting. In a world where ancient remedies blend with modern science, Jones knows the secret. Bawd Ease from InfoWars Life isn't just any treasure, but the ultimate turmeric and inflammatory support. For millennia, Turmeric's power has been recognized, but not all turmeric is created equal. With InfoWars Bawd Ease, you're getting turmeric root extract in a much more potent form. And the magic doesn't stop at turmeric. Paired with ingredients known for their anti-inflammatory properties like organic sage leaf and others, Bawd Ease is a symphony of nature's best. Joint support, flexibility, inflammation, and immune support. With Bodies, you're not just unlocking the secrets of ancient remedies, but also supporting the show. <sighs> Discover the power of all natural turmeric. Grab your treasure today. <laughs> Head to InfoWarsStore.com and experience the magic of Bodies for yourself. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, it's a cliche at this point when people say you shouldn't just read the headlines. Everybody just reads the headlines and they get the wrong idea. Which, for the most part, is true. For most normal people, they read the headlines. The headlines are deliberately designed to mislead and leave you with the wrong impression. Again, as we say on this show, the media's job is to tell you the truth, but leave you believing a lie. And the reality is that with enough discernment, with a keen enough insight, all you really have to read is the headline. When you understand that the headlines are written by despicable liars who hate you, when you understand their cultural, the, the atmosphere, cultural atmosphere in which they operate, it is actually kind of easy to determine exactly what happened from the headline. Not by trusting the headline, but by deconstructing the headline point by point and accepting some, at this point, well-established biases in the mainstream media. One example of this would be the day after the Super Bowl shooting, Super Bowl parade shooting in Kansas City's, the headlines read something like, mass shooting at Super Bowl parade, one dead, 22 wounded, two suspects in custody. Now from that headline alone, you don't get a ton of information, okay? There was a shooting, 22 people got hit, one got killed. Doesn't tell you much else. 
But from that, we can derive the truth. And we did. We did derive the truth. We reported it here. You saw it live if you were watching. Where we speculated and said, okay, what that means is for one thing, uh, the suspects have been detained, but they're not, their identities are not being reported. Okay, so that means that they're not white. Okay, because if they're white, it gets reported. If they're not, it's not. So the lack of information can tell you that. And this is information that isn't even in the body of the text. So not only can you read the headline and understand the reality of what's happening, you can actually glean truths that aren't even in the article itself. So because they don't mention the race, despite the suspects being in custody, because there's no picture of the suspects, despite them being in custody, we know that they weren't white. Because 22 people were injured and only one killed, we know this wasn't a targeted mass shooting with an attempt to cause as many victims as possible. Likely what it was, and this is what we reported on the day with just that information, just the numbers, we said, okay, this is probably black guys. It's probably two black guys. They're probably in a fight with each other or other people. They're firing at each other, but essentially firing randomly into the crowd, hitting innocent people all around them. And we turned out to be exactly right. The next day, it's reported that was exactly what happened. Now we have even more information and more videos. It was, in fact, a scuffle, a fight where a couple of guys were arguing. They pulled out guns and started shooting in the middle of a giant crowd. So in a way, by understanding the innate biases of the people writing the headlines, understanding the deception techniques that are used to mislead people by presenting incomplete facts, we can actually understand everything that there is to know, even beyond the text of the article. This is almost a superpower that we have here, and we're never wrong. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible how we are never, ever, ever wrong about this stuff. And we tell you when we're speculating. It doesn't matter because we're right anyway. But this is because we have a clear-eyed, full understanding of the reality of the world that we live in and how utterly and completely divorced from that reality most mainstream media consumers exist in. Now, I have a, I have a reason to tell you about this. The article from the New York Post, the headline from yesterday, Minnesota gunman dead after killing two cops and paramedic who tried to help them during hours-long standoff. So killed two cops, paramedic tried to help, killed him too. Three upstanding, selfless, self-sacrificing members of the community murdered by a psychopath. Now, again, I know what happened, so I'm not going to try to break down this headline. But I think everybody out there can sort of understand where this is going. Unless, of course, you live in the upside-down world of liberalism. Unless you see the world through the inversion lenses of leftist understanding. In which case, you are not just wrong about your assumptions, you are the opposite of right. You are diametrically opposed to the truth. Your reality isn't just out of focus. It is completely and utterly inverted. And I'll show you what I mean. Clip number 12. There's a guy on TikTok, a leftist activist 
looks like a brown version of carrot top, a potato top. I don't know what you'd call that. But he's a repulsive man, and he makes some assumptions about the shooting before the identity of the suspect was known that, again, illustrate just how utterly backwards their entire understanding of anything is. Okay, so let's go now to clip number 12. Let's hear how, how a leftist thinks the world operates. And it's crazy. Let's watch. This morning in Burnsville, Minnesota, two police officers and a firefighter were shot and killed when they responded to a domestic dispute call. It's been over 14 hours since the shooting occurred, and they have not released the identity of the man. 2023 was the most deadly year at the hands of police, with 1,348 people reportedly being killed by the police. Meanwhile, 134 police were killed in the line of duty. So my question to you is, are they withholding the identity of the person to protect them because they're white? Or is it a black person and this is just a one-off time that they're not incriminating the person? Also, is it wrong that I don't feel bad that the police were killed, but I do feel bad the firefighter was killed? Let me hear your thoughts in the comments below. Yeah, I'll tell you my comments. You clown, you utter clown. I mean, where do you even begin? I guess we'll begin with uh, just how obviously wrong you are. We do now have the suspect. Uh, we have a picture of him here. Uh, he is, in fact, a black man. He is, in fact, a black man. Again, it's not that they just get things wrong. It's that their belief system is utterly diametrically opposed to reality. The reality is that the government, the media, the leftists who run our country are desperate to conceal the reality behind black crime statistics. They are desperate to avoid portraying black people as criminals. So they actually go so far as places like San Francisco won't even publish the picture of suspects, uh, suspects of crimes because they say it can perpetuate racial stereotypes. So because criminals whose wanted pictures are, are supposed to be spread to the people so they can be caught and apprehended and the crimes can be punished, because they're overwhelmingly non-white— they say posting their pictures is racist. So the reality is that if it's a white guy committing a crime, that aspect of his identity becomes foremost and in front of everything else. That becomes the most important thing. White man kills black person. White man, you know, shoots up school, whatever it is. That's always the number one aspect, and you're going to instantly know the name and race of a white person committing a crime. It's when black people commit crimes or mass shootings or whatever that that information is concealed. So this is what I mean by just these, these wet dog-looking morons on TikTok who actually think, he sincerely thinks that the race, the identity of the person committed this crime was hidden to protect white people. Will it ever become clear to these people that it's the opposite that happens? That they, what they believe is an inversion of reality? The shooter who killed two officers and a paramedic in Burnsville, Minnesota, has reportedly been identified as Shannon Cortez Gooden. Gooden petitioned to have his gun rights restored after a 2008 felony assault conviction. Watch how fast the story 
disappear. So not only was it a black guy who killed the police, it was a black guy who should not have been allowed guns. He, that, that petition was denied. He was not legally allowed to own a gun. So you've got a black guy killing cops with an illegal gun and the response from the left, not just the mainstream media, but, but Curly Joe over there as well, is to say it's probably a white guy and we need to you know, get more gun control. Now he points out that 2023 was the deadliest year on record for police shootings. And I wonder if that has anything to do with this chart This is the chart of murders in Portland from 2000 to 2022, posted by End Wokeness, who says, let's defund the police, decriminalize drugs, and stop putting people in jail. What's the worst that can happen? And what you see is that a fairly steady line from 2000 all the way up to 2019 suddenly takes off like a rocket and explodes off of the top of the chart. So the 2000 to 2019 average was around 23 murders a year in Portland. As of 2020, 2021, 2022, you have 57, 90, and 97 murders, respectfully. Uh, respectively. So maybe that has to do with the number of police murders. Maybe it's because murder itself has skyrocketed across the board because of the defund the police program that was implemented, again, on these same lines of delusion. And that's the real dangerous part. Not only do these people believe the opposite of the truth, they actually make policy based off of that belief, and it makes everything worse. And instead of having a modicum of humility or understanding or intelligence or logic or pattern recognition capability, they double down on whatever they believe. Despite it being their solutions, the so-called problems, making everything worse, they just double down over and over again. So maybe police killed more people because they were underfunded, because the good police left and went to private security, and so the police had to lower their standards in order to recruit people because police were so demonized in 2020, because you told black people that any interaction with the police will end in their murder, and so they're more incentivized to fight back, thinking that if I just surrender, I'll be killed, so I better fight. Maybe it's because you people made absolutely everything worse across the board, murder skyrocketed, violent crime skyrocketed. You changed the law or put judges into place and DAs into place who refused to prosecute criminals. So what could have been confronted at a low level crime was allowed to continue to accelerate and get worse until eventually they were murdering people and police had to be called and they had been injected with this idea that Police will kill them, so they have to kill them first. So it became an us-versus-them shootout. I just, I, you know, I understand you, you, you get more flies with honey than vinegar. I understand that you can convince more people with compassion than criticism. But these people are dangerously stupid. 
They're dangerously misinformed. They're voting and advocating and organizing and electing people and making policy off of an inverted view of the world, a completely inside-out, upside-down, nonsensical, utterly baseless, hugely off-target view of the world. So I don't have any hope of convincing these people. This man said he's happy the police died. Do you want to hear what the story was? Do you want to hear what these police did? Do you want to put yourself in the mindset of these police officers, these three white guys, the two police officers and the paramedic or fireman that were killed, murdered by a repeat criminal who wasn't legally allowed to have a gun and probably shouldn't have been on the street in the first place? You want to have some iota of empathy for the people killed doing a job that nobody should even have to do, but that they were willing to do? Minnesota gunman dead after killing two cops and paramedic who tried to help them during hours-long standoff. Again, the story from New York Post. They, again, don't mention the suspect or his race because, again, it's inconvenient, allowing this concept, concept to perpetuate like we just saw on display from that TikToker who literally said, is the guy white? And so they're therefore hiding his identity to protect him. Just literally the opposite of the truth, which is why headlines are able to trick them because they have assumptions, preordained, pre-established mindsets that are that, that fire is cold and, and the sky is red. I mean, they're just, they could not be more wrong. A fourth officer was actually injured in the shooting, but is being treated for non-life-threatening injuries, police said. Authorities had responded to a domestic abuse call about a man who had barricaded himself inside his home with his family, a woman and seven children, ages 2 to 15, around 1.50 a.m., police said. The call had been made by a resident inside the home. So just put yourself in the position of Paul Elmstrand or Michael Rouge or Rouget and Adam Finseth, these three victims. Imagine it is the early hours of the morning. You've probably been on patrol for hours. It's nearing 2 a.m. and you get a call of a domestic disturbance that you're asked to go deal with. You show up to find out that a man is holding seven children from the age of 2 to 15 hostage inside his home with a gun. And in an attempt to rescue those children, you are then murdered by the man with the gun. And then some poodle on TikTok gets up and says, Basically, you're the bad guy because you're the police. And you were probably helping to reinforce white supremacy. When police arrived, it was determined the man had multiple firearms inside with officers at the scene describing him as dangerous and refusing to come out. After about four hours of negotiation with the man, gunfire erupted and two officers dropped with one being hit while inside the home. When Finseth tried to approach to rescue them, he was also gunned down. 
About an hour later, another shot was heard from inside the house, and it was learned the suspect had taken his own life, reports said. We have a caller calling from inside saying the dad is down. Dispatcher said around 6.55 a.m., according to the Tribune, he is not breathing. He is in the bedroom. He just shot himself in the head. They confirmed he was dead around 8 a.m. The family was removed safely from the home shortly after, and police began searching the site. The individual had several guns and large amounts of ammunition and shot at police officers from multiple positions within the home across the first and second floors. Evans noted the superintendent of the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension in Minnesota noted there had not been uh, there had been not many calls from this house for service at all before the shootout and said investigators are still looking into the surround to everything surrounding the family and home. Heavy.com has a even more in-depth article about this guy. Apparently it was Alpha News that first identified this guy, but his identity was later uh, confirmed by an account uh, that, that reports um, Minnesota News on X who said they had it confer- confirmed from different sources that this was the man. The X page, Crime Watch MPLS, also reported that Gooden was the deceased gunman. Quote, we've received the same info from other sources. Information during the Burnsville standoff this morning also indicated that Shannon was wanted or was to be arrested for second-degree criminal sexual conduct. The site wrote on X, that information has not been verified by, by authorities either. But what has been identified is that Shannon Gooden apparently filed a petition in 2020 seeking to have his gun rights restored. In his restoration of firearm rights petition, he filed to request to be able to carry a gun in 2020 in the county of Dakota. It says that he requests the court restore his gun rights. The motion is made on the grounds that Mr. Gooden has been released from physical confinement and that there is good cause for the court to grant his motion. The request was denied, according to Minnesota court records. According to the document, Uh, They basically were like, no, but he wants his gun back. The the action arose out of a case from 2008 in which Mr. Gooden was convicted of assault in the second degree with a dangerous weapon in Minnesota. His Minnesota court history includes a 2022 child support case and civil actions against him. The assault with a dangerous weapon conviction, that case says a charge of terroristic threats was dismissed. Okay, so you've got a black felon with an illegally owned gun holding seven children hostage in the middle of the night in Minnesota. You have two hero police officers putting their own lives on the line to rescue the children from the deranged madman and his illegal weapons. They are gunned down. A firefighter or paramedic goes to attempt to rescue them. He himself is gunned down. And in response... Curly Joe on TikTok says police deserved it. They're racist, and the media is not reporting the race or identity of the killer to protect white people. And he laments the number of police killings that occurred in 2023, despite the fact that those killings came about as a direct result of the policies that he and his ilk supported in 2020. That in 2020, there was a massive nationwide, hugely destructive and influential movement, all predicated on lowering police murders and everything they did in every single instance, in fact, 
maximize the number of police murders that took place, as well as skyrocketed through the roof, multiplying by three times in Portland alone the number of murders that occurred outright between citizens. No introspection, no second guessing, no humility, no revelation that, oh my God, everything I believe is wrong, everything I advocate makes everything worse, everything I think I'm championing, I am in fact destroying wholesale because of my ceaseless hubristic overconfidence in my own intelligence or my blatant dishonesty and misunderstanding purposefully of the reality of our situation. These people are a menace. Their policies do the opposite of what they believe because they're predicated on lies that are the inversion of truth. God help us all is all I have to say because these people will never learn. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. But if you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina, it also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. Recent studies have uncovered the extraordinary health benefits of curcuminoids, the active compounds in turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. But it doesn't stop there. Baudis incorporates a symphony of ingredients meticulously chosen to enhance the absorption of curcuminoids, ensuring your body reaps the full benefit. First on the stage, organic black pepper extract, nature's enhancer. It contains piperine, which studies suggest can boost curcumin absorption by up to 2,000%. A remarkable duo, working hand in hand to maximize the benefits of turmeric. The final crescendo, Baudis' core, 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. Once absorbed, Curcuminoids unleash their anti-inflammatory magic, targeting the very pathways that fuel chronic inflammation. It's not just a supplement. It's a natural force working with your body to restore balance. You see, it's not just about what you take. It's about what your body can absorb. 
Now let me throw it over to a man who needs no introduction, Alex Jones. Body's ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. I want to explain something. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like, you have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies, an ally in the battle against inflammation. Visit InfoWarsStore.com now and seize the opportunity to take control of your health. Now you know the rest of the story. Until next time, good day. Good day, good day, good day, good day. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Think about the, the documents that, that we reference all the time, Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States. How obvious... It is from just the first words of these documents, what is intended for the creation of, of our government, why it was created, what the purpose of it is. We, we sell shirts and hats and things that say, we the people, right? We the people, power in the people. It's a beautiful thing. The Democrats will take that and they feel equally as, as represented by that statement. Right? They'll go give speeches. You can just hear Kamala Harris. We, the people. We, meaning us, and the people, meaning us. Like, you know, you can see her saying something similar. But they're um, missing the second part of that sentence, which is of the United States. We, the people of the United States. Nationalism is the answer. Benefiting, prioritizing, serving the people of the United States is the purview of the government. That's what the government was enshrined for. Not everybody else, not everybody in the world gets a slice of the pie. It's we, the people of the United States. And our posterity, by the way, meaning our descendants, what comes after us for our people in the United States. It's just a convenient thing that gets left out of most leftist understanding they get about halfway, and then they leave off without finishing the sentence, which leaves them with, again, a belief that is diametrically opposed to what they think, to the thing that they are predicating their belief on. So this seems to have been utterly inverted in the modern age to where everything that our government, by the people, for the people of the United States, everything they do is for the benefit of everybody other than we the people. It's for them, the people, those people, not Americans, people overseas, people who are dual citizens, people who don't belong here, yet have broken their way in, or simply live on the other side of the world 
and happen to live on what the American regime considers a convenient battlefield. Let's go to clip number six here. And, and actually, before we do that, I posted on X over the weekend just a very simple breakdown of the money that is considering to be spent in Ukraine. This isn't including what's already been spent. And frankly, God only knows how much we've spent. I mean, it's for like two years, every month, there's been a new bill for tens of billions or hundreds of billions of dollars in assistance to Ukraine. If you go to the official numbers, they're like, America has sent $75 billion in aid to Ukraine. It's like, well, that's weird, because I remember them spending $100 billion on top of the 75 they already sent. So hundreds of billions of dollars have been spent. But let's leave that to the side and look just at the $60 billion that are being proposed. That's, you know, we're being threatened with sending our sons to and daughters to die overseas if we don't pass this bill. $60 billion, just with very, very simple math. For $60 billion, we could build around 1,400 state-of-the-art high schools. Or we could prolong the hopeless war in Ukraine for a few more months. 28 new high schools per state or death and destruction. How would you spend the money? With a median high school cost of $45 million, which is actually high. Maybe it's the median, but the range is like $20 million to $50 million on average for 2023. And so this is a higher end. This is a top-of-the-line, state-of-the-art high school. 28 of them per state. Okay? That's the choice we're making. And then I had people comment underneath being like, um, but actually schools are bad. And it's like, you get what I'm saying? You understand what I'm expressing here? The massive benefit... $60, billions, $60 billion could bring to the American people versus sending it to Ukraine for no reason like idiots. Don't build schools, whatever. Build stadiums, build roads, fix bridges, whatever. It doesn't matter. If it's our money, it should serve us. And when it's that amount of money, it's unbelievable what you can do with it. It is astonishing what you can achieve with $60 billion if you benefit the people of the United States, not the people who run the United States. We're going to take a little history lesson here. We're going to take a little trip back in time. But before we do that, well, this is a little trip back in time. We're going to go to this video, clip number six. This is a chart of foreign aid, where it's gone from America. And we'll track it along. Let's, uh, let's kick it off, clip number six. Here we go. We got the uh, UK, United Kingdom. Up far and ahead of everybody else, Germany, France, Italy, Japan, Greece. You see France is uh, really making a move there. The total is reaching $400 billion in just the, the first few years of this. Now we're at uh, 1956, 57, 80 billion to the UK, 70 billion to France, Italy making, making to come up, India really making moves, Vietnam making big moves. That's a, a warning sign, by the way, of what's to come. South Korea now starting to edge out Italy. South Korea now in third place as uh, 1964 were, of course, fighting uh, communism. Now Vietnam just making, a, making a, a play for first place in the home stretch here. Hundreds of, billions, hundreds of billions of dollars into Vietnam. That's courtesy of the Vietnam War. Very similar to what's happening in Ukraine, of course. We're in 1975. You can see it's uh, it's not Europe so much that we're sending money to, but everywhere else. Here comes Israel. Oh, Israel, the dark horse of the match. 
making a play for third. Now they're in third place. Now they're in second place. Obviously, our best friends, Israel uh, relationship, which has been nothing but positive for us, right? Now they're uh, still in second place, but creeping up on Vietnam. We stopped sending the money to Vietnam, and Israel's in first place. All right, Israel's in first place as of 1990 and continues to outstretch the competition continuously, moving on higher and higher in the hundreds of billions of dollars. We're approaching $2 trillion in foreign aid now, and Israel continues to uh, expand its first place position. Again, we can... Uh, we could get into why that is not even taking into account the money spent on war in Iraq. Iraq is rapidly making its way up the field to the very top of the list. Egypt now edges out uh, Vietnam for second place. Afghanistan, of course. So we're in 2013 now. We're 10 years into the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, bringing both of those nations up into the top six positions. Israel still far out and ahead, the number one recipient of our aid. They have, by the way, free health care, free college, uh, less debt than we do, but uh, we continue to send them just ungodly amounts of money. So there are the top 20 destinations of U.S. aid over the last several decades. And when you really think about it, when you really put it into perspective and think about the schools and the hospitals and the roads and the bridges, and I get it. We don't like the government. I understand. Pay attention to what I'm saying here. I'm saying the money is being spent on ridiculous crap. It's spent on war. It's spent on the geopolitical machinations of people who aren't even American. It's spent on Israel. It's spent on Egypt. What does this have to do with America? What could we do with that money? If it has to be spent, can we not spend it in our, uh, on ourselves? If it doesn't have to be spent, can the people just keep it in their pockets? Can they just keep their own money instead of being relentlessly robbed for the benefit of everybody who's not us? Can we have some semblance of concern about the well-being and productivity and prosperity and safety of the American people over literally everybody else in the world? Nationalism is the answer. We have to have a club, folks. We have to have a club that we're in and that other people aren't in. If that doesn't exist, then the nation doesn't exist. And America becomes less of a nation and more of an economic zone for which the people are secondary and exist to serve the economy rather than the, the economy serving the people. We'll get into where this began. The secret funds that probably outstrip the legitimate funds that you've seen there. How this began in World War I and how it began with the sole intent and purpose of, get this, propping up the Soviet Union and spreading communism around the world. Stay tuned. Here is 2030. The World Economic Forum's agenda unfolds, ushering in an era where AI seeks to dominate. In this world of steel and algorithms, there's a ray of hope for humanity. It's bodies from InfoWarsStore.com. This revolutionary blend of ancient herbs and modern science stands as a symbol of resistance. It's not just about combating inflammation. It's about making your body feel invincible in the InfoWar. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and order yours before the sale is terminated. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. 
But if you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar. A true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now. I was recently on the air in a two-and-a-half-plus-hour interview with Elon Musk, and he was talking about the globalist plan to depopulate and destroy our families and destroy civilization. I said, what do we call it, Elon? He said, I don't know. And I said, what about Team Humanity? What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future, just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity, absolutely. He said, yeah, let's call it Team Humanity. Well, I had the idea then to make the shirt. We've got two different limited edition variants of it, Team Humanity. And it's got the image of the nuclear family, Team Humanity, Infowars.com, 1776. 1776 worldwide. On the back, it says Team Humanity. This is a great conversation starter. It's a great way to discuss Team Humanity versus the globalists. We get obsessed with sports and all these different groups to distract and divert us and make us tribal. But aren't we really just humanity and a pro-human future versus the globalists and you will eat the bugs and their deindustrialization program? You will eat the bugs. If you stand against the open borders, the end of sovereignty and the transgenderism and the new world order and the technocracy and, and hearing that the age of humanity is over, then you are on Team Humanity. Get the limited edition shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a great conversation starter. You'll have amazing things develop. I predict if you wear it out in public and it keeps the show on the air. It's a fundraiser. So the only way this fails is if you don't go to InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity shirt right now. And it's not the only limited edition shirt we just put out. We just put out one more. And that shirt is incredible. My own new design, a red, white, and blue Gadsden rattlesnake flag, 1776. It's got the InfoWars flag. It's got the American flag. It's got the establishment of InfoWars. This is a great shirt to identify yourself as a patriot with others and to link up with other folks and to let the leftist and the globalists know we're on the ground and we are powerful. So both the new 1776 Gadsden flag shirt and the two different variants of Team Humanity shirts, limited editions for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. You get the new 1776 Gadsden shirt, red, white, and blue, original design, and get the new Team Humanity shirts. And I thank you all for your support because you are on Team Humanity. All right, folks, we're going to get into the history of foreign aid here in just a second. I'm going to uh, run down the... the you know, exploitation that's taking place of the American people and where that money's gone here in just a second. I do want to ask you to tune in tomorrow. Last week, we filmed 
a new skit meeting. It is pretty much complete. It's the climate change pitch meeting. So tune in tomorrow to see the world premiere of climate change pitch meeting. And today after the show, I'm going to go and finish editing it and uh, also compile all of the stories that inform the jokes being made because you would not believe them if I didn't accompany them with story. I mean, when you hear a joke about we're going to cut down trees and bury them in the ground as an environmentalist, you would think I'm making that up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring receipts and show how every single line in the skit is built on a real-life event that's happening. So tune in for that. Please do go to InfoWars store to support us. I'm saving some of these other uh, stories, even though they sort of they sort of blur the boundary between foreign aid and climate change. In this case, Joe Biden's green energy plan is a gift to China, experts warn, amid fears Biden could plunder more than $100 billion from U.S. taxpayer payers under scheme designed to boost American manufacturing. So, you know, the, the irony of offshoring everything to China while supporting green energy programs that China doesn't even pay lip service to is all absurd, but tune in tomorrow to see that in skit form. But I want to read from this book called Controversy of Zion by Douglas Reed. We're going to go to page uh, 357 here, where he talks about what happened during World War I and II and how a system was set up to rob Americans wholesale for the benefit of the Soviet Union. In the First World War, American entry coincided with the revolution in Russia, and Mr. House was at once, and Mr. House, you need to look into, but doesn't matter, at once instructed the president to proffer our financial, industrial, and moral support in every way possible to the new democracy. Democracy, communism. In the Second War, Hitler's attack on the Moscovite accomplice followed quickly on, uh, on his uh, Moscovite accomplice, followed quickly on Mr. Roosevelt's second re-inauguration, but before Pearl Harbor, America was in the war, as far as support of the new, quote, democracy was concerned, for financial, industrial, and moral support by way of land lease, lend lease, which was being prepared for the revolutionary state in a measure never before imagined possible. By June of 1942, President Roosevelt's intimate, a Mr. Harry Hopkins, publicly told the communist state at a mass meeting in Madison Square Garden, quote, we are determined that nothing shall stop us from sharing with you all what we have learned, uh, sharing with you all that we have and are. These words reflect a presidential order issued earlier on March 7, 1942 to American war agencies and much later made public that preference in the supply of munitions should be given to the Soviet Union over all other allies and all other armed and even armed forces of the United States. Now they use the word appeasement as if they were appeasing the communist powers. But he says the word appeasement is incorrectly used for the policy went far beyond simple appeasement and was obviously aimed at increasing the military and industrial strength of the revolution of the revolutionary state after the war. So what the saying is that through Lend-Lease, the Soviet Union was actually given all of the supplies they needed to industrialize post-war and become a world power for which America would then spend the next several decades in a Cold War. The, uh, the support given was so prodigious that it enabled communism to extend over a vast area and to prepare for another war as well. The prospect of this third war arising immediately from the second one, arising immediately the second one ended, 
was then depicted to the Western masses as the consequences of Soviet perfidy. The values transferred to the revolutionary state from America are almost beyond human comprehension. In the zero-studded firmament, the amount lend leased to the revolutionary state by President Roosevelt might seem insignificant, $9.5 billion. In fact, arms and goods to that value were shipped, in theory, on a sale or return basis. It was a new, vast transfer of treasure, and a few decades earlier would have enabled several new states to set up housekeeping without fear of the future. The stream of wealth was directed by one man, described by his official biographer, as the second most important person in the United States, Mr. Harry Hopkins thus played the potentate's part in the distribution of war material first filled by Mr. Bernard Baruch in 1917. The original idea was Mr. Baruch's, who in 1916 insistently demanded that one man be appointed as the administrator of the all-powerful War Industries Board, which, when America entered that war, grew out of an earlier advisory commission attached to the president's cabinet's defense council. So again, to... Run, run you through this. In World War I, the advisory commission of the Defense Council was transformed into the War Industries Board, which was designed and organized to be a one-man operation controlled entirely by one person who would be in charge of distributing goods from America to our allies. And they were told, the allies themselves were told that, or uh, America was told, by the person running this, that the Soviets were to be preferred before anybody else. They were the first to receive and received the most help from the United States. At a Congressional Investigating Committee of 1919, headed by Mr. William J. Graham, the Advisory Commission, which produced the 1918 War Industries Board, quote, served as the secret government of the United States. A commission of seven men chosen by the president seems to have devised the entire system of purchasing war supplies, planned a press censorship, designed a system of food control, and in a word, designed practically every war measure that the Congress subsequently enacted and did this all behind closed doors weeks and even months before the Congress of the United States declared war against Germany. Okay, so you had these pre-established uh, committees that were then put in operation before war was even declared in order to distribute funds to allies, primarily the Soviet Union. And again, explains this with the Defense Council, the Advisory Commission that was enlarged into the War, uh, war Production Board, the counterpart of the 1918 War Industries Board, uh, again, propagated and, and started by uh, Bernard Baruch. Even the War Production Board became a set of secondary importance when the Lend-Lease administration was set up, and Mr. Harry Hopkins was appointed administrator and also chairman of President Roosevelt's Soviet Protocol Committee with power to determine supply quotas to be dispatched to Russia. Mr. Hopkins could only have occupied so elevated a place in the 20th century. Public opinion, if informed by a free and impartial press, would hardly have suffered him, for he had no qualifications to handle great affairs, least of all foreign ones. And basically his biographer was like, this dude had no right and no ability to be in charge of all the funds he was in charge of. And they, he lists out the billions of dollars sent in Lend-Lease, saying this was only a small part of the total transfer of wealth in many forms. The American government has never published the details of its deliveries, deliveries but the fact that these are known and that a greater part of them seem to consist of supplies obviously designed to strengthen the industrial and war-making capacity of a revolutionary state after the war's end due to one of the accidents with, which assists uh, historians. So basically this guy, Captain George Racy Jordan, was put in charge of overseeing the transfer of wealth 
and he happened to take notes and keep orders of everything that was going on. One interesting thing is that Captain Jordan was instructed to report to the United Nations Depot number eight. He found it at New York Airport to be described on his orders. Now, the body known as United Nations wasn't set up for three more years. So they already had United Nations depots and were using the term United Nations, despite the fact that the United Nations didn't actually exist yet, showing a pre-planning aspect of this. At the time, Captain Jordan began to realize that the mass of materials that was going to the communist state was not the least covered by the terms of the master Lend-Lease Agreement, but included many things that had nothing to do with defense and everything to do with post-war strengthening of the Soviet. He noted, for instance, the supply of tractors and farm machinery, aluminum manufacturing plant, railway car sh shops, steel mill equipment, and the like, more than the Lend-Lease program. He also noticed uh, black suitcases that were filled with uh, secret documents from the State Department, uh, all with the signature of uh, Albert Hiss and Sire. Major Jordan had never heard of either name, but they were the names of the chief State Department official later convicted, Alger Hiss, and another State Department official involved in the same affair. And this officer, Jordan, just kept a record of what was going on. And I don't even have time to read all of these, but pages are filled with the number of things being sent. 33,000 pounds of cobalt Cobalt, cobalt ore and concentrate, cobalt metal and bearings, 800,000 pounds of those, uranium metal, two pounds, aluminum tube, tubes, 13 million pounds of those, graphite, 8 million pounds, thorium, uranium nitrate, oxide, and urano-uranic oxide, aluminum and alloys, 366 million pounds of that, aluminum rods, 13 million pounds of that, and it just goes on and on and on. We sent the Soviet Union billions and probably hundreds of billions of dollars of raw material and necessary components to build their industrial capacity to create the enemy that we would then spend in the next several decades waging a cold war against. This has happened for the last hundred years. It is in an organized fashion, and our tax dollars are being sent by the billions for people that will eventually fight. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation, for your joints, your bones, your blood, your organs, your mind, everything. Well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market and it's way lower price than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% humanoid. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off InfoWarsTore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at InfoWarsTore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Bodies, 95% humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away. All you got to do is try it. Get yours now. Infowarsstore.com. I'm not perfect. I'm under a lot of stress. But if I didn't have the supplements we have, we promote, I wouldn't be able to continue to be on air. And when you go to InfoWarsStore.com, you are funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalists in an operation that the enemy admits has been the most effective at exposing them. Because we're fearless and we don't back down. We got God on our side. But God needs to work through you. You've got to make the decision to get great products you already need at InfoWarsStore.com. And that is a 360 win. Nitric Boost, without me even knowing, became our number three bestseller. 
because people loved it so much. They had such great effects. Got all these natural compounds that clean out the blood, open up your arteries and veins and capillaries, clean out your heart, your brain, everything. Well, we got an even better manufacturer. The other one was great, but one that's even better with even higher quality ingredients at a lower price. So I could never offer nitric boosters. It cost us so much to make. And now we can offer it for 40% off. Infowarstore.com, Nitric Boost, finally back in stock. 40% off out of the gates.